Best Halloween Ever by Barbara Robinson Chapter 6 Now exactly how did she look? Luella asked me. Did she look mad? What do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll come after all? She was pacing up and down the hall, really nervous. I think they will, just to show the mayor and Mr Crabtree and Alice's mother. Of course, Luella was worried about whether to tell her mother. Because if I bring Howard and then the herdsmen show up anyway, I'll get killed. Plus, I won't get my $8. I thought she was probably right about the $8. The last time the herdsmen got their hands on Howard, Imogene and Leroy drew pictures all over his bald head and charge people 25 cents to look at him. Howard didn't seem to mind, but Mrs. McCluster had a fit. Who knows what they'd do to him next, she said, if they ever get the chance. Luella would have to make up her mind in a hurry, because Halloween was only two days away. This was all Charlie knew how to say lately. It's only four days away. It's only three days away. And now, it's only two days away. When are you going to help me with my costume? Charlie had changed his mind about being a happy hobo and he and Cecile Farmer were going to be the front and back of a lion. We always wanted to be a two-person thing, Cecile told me, but it wouldn't ever work with trick-or-treating, so this is our chance. They used Mrs Farmer's mop to be the lion's mane. Charlie put it on his head with all the strings hanging down from it and the rest of the lion would be Charlie and Cecile underneath the old slipover. I had to pin it around them. Cut some eye holes for Cecile to see out of, Charlie said. It didn't look much like a lion, and cutting eye holes for Cecile wouldn't help. But of course, he didn't want to walk around all night and see nothing but the inside of a slipover. I only had time to cut out one hole, because Cecile had to get back home with the mop. But he would have had more time, he said, on Halloween night. He also said he wouldn't do this at all if the herdsmen were going to be there. I wouldn't even be the front of a line if the herdsmen were there. I didn't blame him. But front or back, it wouldn't matter. If the herdsmen decided to take the line apart, neither end would be safe. Boomer Malone offered to be half of the line if Cecile changed his mind. I was going to be King Kong after all, Boomer said. But my grandmother sent her fur coat to the cleaners in case it gets bugs, and it got stolen. He sighed. I even bought a gorilla mask. Then you can still be King Kong, I said. You just wear a sweatshirt or something. Boomer shook his head. Not without my grandmother's coat. I can understand that. In the fur coat and the gorilla mask, Boomer would be a terrific King Kong. But without it, he would just be a fake ape in a sweatshirt. Not too good. Of course, he might be the only fake ape in a sweatshirt. So far I'd heard about kids who were going to be rock stars and kids who were going to be aliens and some superheroes and a human fly, but no apes. Joanne was going to be Imogene Herdsman. Why not? Joanne said, they aren't going to be here. Charlie said the same thing when I told him about Boomer's offer to be the other half of the lion. Why would Cecile change his mind? Charlie asked. You know what he said. If the herdsman's come to school on Halloween, he doesn't want to be inside a slipover. But they aren't coming, Charlie said. They all said it. They won't be there. Everybody knows. Mrs Hazelwood wanted to make sure. I certainly hope we're going to see you in costume, Imogene, she said on Halloween morning, 
This was a big lie. Mrs. Hazelwood did not want to see Imogene at all, so she probably had her fingers crossed behind her back. We can't come, Imogene said. Our mother won't let us. Imogene would have to cross her fingers and her feet and her toes and her nostrils to cover that lie. Her mother probably didn't even know there was a Woodrow Wilson Halloween party. If Mrs. Herdsman's didn't hang around the house much, she didn't hang around the school at all. And she probably thought PTA stood for put your trash away, like the sign on the trash barrels all around town. Mrs. Hazelwood looked relieved anyway, and she didn't even bother to say, oh, that's too bad, which would have been the normal thing for a teacher to say if it was anyone other than a herdsman. Oh, honestly, Alice muttered, their mother won't let them go. What place could be safer than Woodrow Wilson's school tonight? Imogene, nose to nose with Alice, gave her a long, steady, squinty-eyed herdsman look. Any place be safer than Wood Wilson's school tonight, she said, and then, poking Alice in the stomach with each word, any other place. Alice gulped and turned pale and cross-eyed from having Imogene right in her face. And she managed to speak out that the PTA and Mr Crabtree and her mother would all make sure that everything would be perfectly safe. You'll see, she said. No, Imogene said. Poke, poke. You'll see. Well, news about this spread from class to class in the halls and in the lunchroom. And by the end of the day, it was all anyone could talk about. Did Imogene know something mysterious? that no one else knew, did all the herdsmen's know it? And was that the real reason they were going to stay away? And what did they know? And most of all, what was going to happen tomorrow at Woodrow Wilson School?